Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the OutKick network, this is OutKick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Out of the gates and ready to go. OutKick 360 underway from 6th and Peabody. The crew is all here. Football discussion throughout the show. John McClain joins us in an hour. We'll talk all things NFL headlines. David Hookstead from OutKick.com will chat with us about the Wisconsin job opening and other Big Ten headlines. Gentlemen, good afternoon. Good afternoon. It's good to be here. I feel like I'm too far away from you right now, Hutton. How do you feel? I always do feel, feel like that. I'm, I'm close enough or too far away. I always feel that way, too. I felt like there was a little separation when the show opened between us. I feel like there's good depth right now on the table <laughs> between you and Paul. You look good. Something feels a little yeah, bit off. Yeah, everything looks really good, Chad. All right, well, good. Hutton and I look further away. I, I, if I you guys have say to ask so, you guys a good. question. Sure. I, I just I, I spent today on the phone with Avis a lot. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Avis and I are close friends. <laughs> Why in America are we still at a point where you punch in all of your stuff? You talk, you, you confirmation number, yes, last I know where name, you're going. all of that stuff. Then they get on the phone. And they, hey, can I get your confirmation number? Why is this redundancy? Why is do there... American corporations insist on building in this redundancy? I believe it's still to annoy you to the point where you give up and then deal neither with their computer system, their online system, is, or their people. Is there a way that someone could act as you without That's That's what I was going to propose. I, I was, is there a way? Is it like an identity fraud? Like when you have the to credit card up? that it requires to check the ID on top of it? When you scan yeah, it I, to where there's a double authentication process, I'm frustrated of you by speaking that too, it. Though. But I feel like if you had someone's info and you were a person typing it in, then you just say the info right back. Also, right. so it's double. That's not preventing yeah, anything. You could double it up on fraud. And then I had another thing where like it kept not taking. I thought it was my my security code on my credit card, which is always the one thing you have to put in, right? Even if it's memorized all of your stuff. And I kept hitting. You know, go ahead, reserve this bad boy, reserve this bad boy, reserve this bad boy. I kept rejecting it. Well, the thing that was missing was a check mark in a box that said I had read the, the code. Oh. I mean, it was like an invisible box. Like, they don't want me to see the box. <laughs> and again, like, they don't want the $163 that I'm about to give them by pushing this button. They're making it hard for me to do business with them. And I just don't understand this thing, which is a consistent thing. It's not Avis specific. It's everything specific. It's all I mean, Southwest is jargon. pretty easy, but yeah. making reservations to, 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 you know, the three things I've got to do, a hotel, a flight, and a car, are just it should be so much easier. And it, it was a morning project today to get this car set up for, for Teresa's trip that I'm catching up to her on and to get my next Titans trip set up. It's just way too complicated, and I think part of it is they want people to give up. Well, I I, I remember calling a, a cable company, and this was within the last year, and I canceled NBA League Pass after the the free trial or whatever, and they took it off my account. 
Today, I notice in the mail, there's something in there from the cable provider that says, uh, hey, we're just letting you know that you're going to be billed this when the season tips off. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This has already been removed. So to your point, I'm already dreading making that call again because I sat through it one time over the last six months. Think if everything you bought in life were run by the Avis-type people of the world for (laughs) reservations. And it made it so difficult to break out your credit card and spend money. How much money would you save in that you just wouldn't even bother? Unless it was essential food, gas, supplies, you would just not make the purchase because I don't want the headache of having to walk in somewhere and go through eight different steps or sit on hold or do any of that. It could really be fiscally sound for someone that's got budgeting problems. If every process was that way. I mean, I'm still naive enough to believe that there have to be smart people at the top of these organizations and that somebody has to have gone through that. You have to have quality control testers who go through this and say, hey, boss, I noticed when I went and made this reservation or my friend told me they punch in the whole number or talk the whole number in. And then as soon as they get on the phone, they're asked to do the same thing. Isn't that redundant? Wouldn't that annoy a customer? And that they'd go, you know what? Thanks for pointing that out, Billy. Uh, You know, we really have to do away with that. But instead, what I think they're doing at these meetings is saying, how could we get them to do it a third time? It's nuts. I I do not understand it. I I try to explain away, but I don't understand it. Speaking of cable providers, though, Hutton, you brought that up. How about the move by Disney with Dish Network over the weekend? 2.45 a.m., they pull the plug on all ESPN ABC properties off of Dish Network because of a contract dispute of them moving forward with carriage on Dish. Doing that on a college football Saturday in the middle of the night. As people wake up. As people wake up, they go and try to watch game day or an 11 a.m. game and realize it's not on. And then guess what Dish Network did? Whatever it was that was holding it up, all right, we'll agree to it verbally right now that we'll come back and talk about this, put them back on. And they got them back on in time for college football. Smart move by Disney. I mean, that's some demand from the viewers about what they want and what they'll do if they don't get it. Well, and it's also Dish Network saying, we do not want the headache of all the calls we're about to receive and the problem this is going to cause for our people. Uh, People were willing to talk their account number into that phone call. Oh, yeah. I don't know anyone that still has Dish Network. You guys? No. I I don't know that I I ever do. I don't don't think I know a single person that's ever had one. I feel like I've had dish. I've had to operate TV Dish Network at an Airbnb at a cabin somewhere yeah, in the mountains yeah. before, but that's about it. I don't know that I've ever had uh, any friend that's been a Dish Network subscriber. Uh, last night, all 49ers. And well, you saw it coming. The, the, the defense for San Francisco is really good. They, they are number one in the league defensively. They've allowed the fewest yards and the fewest points. Normally, you'll see a team or uh, – They'll, you'll see the number where they're number one in defense, and you have to figure out, is that, is that yards or points? Because I always look at points on the yeah. rankings. Some people go by yards, and it makes no sense. It's everything. But it seemed like San Francisco it, doesn't yeah. matter. If you see them at the top of a list, they're number one in every category. It's kind of like Aaron Judge right now. Yeah. Um, so is, is Allen Robinson just done? He has nine catches in four I games. Robert Woods it. is better, and who hasn't done a lot, is better with the Titans than Allen Robinson. They don't have anything outside of Cooper Cup going on right now. So Cooper Cup has 42 receptions on the season. That is 30 more than the second leading receiver on their roster, which is that 
Kupero or whatever his name is, Kumaro. Oh, am I getting his name no, wrong? No, he's. Uh, um, that's him. He's he has. Skoranek, no? Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Kumaro is uh, on the bill. That's right. Skoranek was um, butchered by by Eli Manning last night. His pronunciation of his name, but thirty more than the second leading receiver. I mean, it's a one man gang. So when that goes on, I'm always thinking: Is it something physically with Allen Robinson where he's taking a step back, or is it a trust issue where the new quarterback Matthew Stafford is not on board? Well, whatever's going on, I don't think he's getting a lot of separation. I I don't think he's out there waving his hands like, "Hey." I'm here. They have Van Jefferson on <clears throat> injured reserve, you know, so they're they're in a world of hurt. The, I think the big problem is with Cup, it can be quick passing uh, and how they use him. It can be anything. Uh, and with Robinson, you need time to set your feet in the pocket and deliver the football. And, you know, w- without a completely different style of receiver. And Stafford has big issues up front on the offensive line. They're not good. And against the 49ers, he's really not going to get time. He was sacked seven times. He has been sacked one time less than Carson Wentz, who leads the league in sacks for a quarterback. Wentz has been sacked 17 times this season, and Stafford's been sacked 16 times. And, and, and the numbers, the, the Rams are 3-6 and six when Stafford is sacked in a game two times or more. They are 11-1 when it's one or less. That's, we, that's the ball game at that point. We just gave them too much credit. I mean, I know there's a lot of time, but we gave them too much credit for being able to replace Whitworth and, and, uh, and, and keep the train moving. And 49ers, you know, are not the flashy offense that everybody wants because the league is flashy offenses now. They're the, the exception to how teams it's, are built right now. But even even with that, uh, I, I But will, you give him Samuel in yes, that, and that's enough. I watch Debo Samuel, and I think, you know, everything that he wanted, he's worth in terms of contract holdout and everything he else. I mean, the guy Ramsey won the game. foolish on the, on the, the guy one won, The guy won the uh, – the defense was great for the 49ers, but offensively, when they needed something, that guy won them the game. Well, he then, was great. And it's hard not to uh, – you know, we're sitting here in Nashville. It's hard not to look – how the Titans could be similar to that had they kept A.J. Brown. It's a similar model. Uh, Tannehill's steadier than Garoppolo. Uh, you know, they, run they game pra- based and defense based. They have practically the same win-loss record, like within a game or two. It's crazy when you see that. Like Garoppolo is like 32 and 17 or something. Yeah, and but he's Tannehill's missed like games. 34. Tannehill doesn't miss games. Right, yeah. But when he plays, they win. And Very it, it, sim- similar teams and outliers they, in the way they do it. It's just uh, the whole offseason with keeping them away, and it, it was just it's just weird. And then they, with the minute that uh, Trey Lance gets hurt, you're like, oh, they just they just improved because Garoppolo's back. But think of how they've hurt themselves because look, the Trey Lance thing is probably a bust. We've talked about this. When he comes yeah. back, whatever time he gets to win them over, now the window's shrunk. And someone right? else is there to compete against And they him. gave up all those he picks. He said it's a backup imagine territory if, Imagine if they had all those picks yep. to keep adding to a very good core. They'd be set. They took. They rolled the dice on, we can do better than this. They picked the wrong guy, it looks like. He gets the bad luck of the injury they wind up with the same quarterback who looks like he's going to do just fine, and they've given up two firsts and two seconds or but whatever they, they, they gave up. I, I, it, I know it, they're low picks, but still yeah, they're but, firsts. Yeah, they're firsts, and I'm not arguing against you here by any means, but their mantra is hashtag F them picks. Yeah. You know, like at some point that comes back around to haunt you. And I, 
I know I stood at the top of the soapbox, Chad, whenever the Saints were continuing to kick the can with Drew Brees, and somehow they made it work financially. Um, somehow the Rams are running it back again Well, the Rams are getting stuff for their picks, though. San Francisco's got a zero right now for those picks. That's a big difference. Yes, Rams got yes. stuff for those picks and then but, did very well with their later picks. But, but you know, they, the, the Rams are looking at it going, well, we just won a Super Bowl by doing what San Francisco's doing, which is not drafting. Yeah. We just signed guys. But they also drafted, again, successful but, bit players later. I, I haven't looked closely at what the Niners are doing, but to give up all they gave up for Lance, no, who's I've, probably got no future there, they're, they got to win it now, kind of, right? Before like these contracts happens, come though, due. You got, when you have a really good coach in, in Kyle Shanahan, immediately my mind goes to the guy must know something. He he. There's a reason he's trading up to get Trey Lance. That's not always the case. Here's the thing, though. Sometimes Chad. they just don't know. Yes, and he didn't and know who he's it, going it, to it get. It happens to the best of offensive minds, the best of coaches. They think they know, and they don't. And there were so many reasons to doubt Trey Lance coming into that draft. The guy had not played in a year and a half at that point. They didn't even necessarily go to get Lance. It, 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 Mac Jones was the popular name at the time. They they didn't even necessarily know who they were going oh, to get. They, he halfway knew. He knew I he wanted like they, better than Garoppolo. But I don't even know if he knew who was the guy better than Garoppolo. He knew these guys have the potential to be better than Garoppolo. I'm going to go up and get one of them Chad, and figure it out. Chad's right in this. When when the move was made, it didn't matter who he was picking. We I was on board with it because of Kyle Shannon. It felt right. like right. it felt like His that quarterback was, was being to be touched right by one. the hand of God. Exactly. So whoever he decides, that's going to be a great quarterback, and that's that's not the case with quarterback play in the NFL. Imagine it's if they had traded. Imagine if they had traded Garoppolo. I know, I know. Who's the guy Sudfeld? They, they were well, in the Sudfeld. They ended up cutting Sudfeld. And He's he nearly, in Minnesota, I think. They had a deal working with Washington before Washington ended up with Wentz with Garoppolo, and then Garoppolo. The news came out about the shoulder. But I think they absolutely would have been content at Garoppolo trade time if the shoulder was fine with Sudfeld as their number yeah, two no, going yeah. through that offseason. So they, I don't care how well, what they get out of Sudfeld, who they ended up cutting, they could not be in the position they're in. Or they, they, you certainly couldn't be banking on them to be a, a NFC Championship game contender like you are now if Nick Sudfeld was there. They are going to be Hand not, God just or in, not. not mixed for the playoffs. They're in the mix for the title Absolutely. because of how we would rank the NFC today as we go into the, the second quarter of the season. And knowing what they've done in the playoffs, where they've won, and who they've won against. So they have Green Bay's number at Lambeau. Right, we went through all Not that last year. Lick. Um, the Rams took care of them last year in the in the playoffs, but the 49ers have their number and they know the remedy. It's just hard nosed defense, and they run the football well. Jeff Wilson uh, ends up with uh, what seventy yards, gets a touchdown. The over under there was just fifty nine or something. He got they spread it around with Debo Samuel and how have they Houston, done against the Bucks? Multiple ways. Bucks at um, their best. Have they crossed paths? I'm not remembering. I mean, it doesn't pop into my, my head. head. Uh, the Bucks, they're they're seeing some headlines today off the field with Tom Brady and Giselle. Yeah. New York Post report that they are filing for divorce, that Ooh. they have contacted attorneys, and that the trip to Central America was in the midst of a huge fight, and that the 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 paperwork process has started. What's this mean about a, Wednesdays? A report from the New York Post. What now? Does it free him up for Wednesdays or give him I, more I would obligations? Think this, I, I would think this this whole process will free him up for a lot more football time. Not just this year, if he decided to come back and play again. 
Well, he's got some kid obligations now. Wednesdays could be well, his day a, during the season. Didn't but stop it, him from playing this year. Or, <laughs> kid obligations. Or for 23 other years. Like I, I, I think it went... When did this become an issue where all of a sudden everyone realized Tom Brady practices Wednesday through Friday? Well, I mean, she's been saying yeah. it. He he, uh, he he basically chose football over her, it seems like. I, I don't want to yeah. I mean, it's be not a, it, It's not – look, it, it is not uh, – God forbid a, a a man work more than six months out of the year and uh, you know work, yeah, work this more is, than uh, I, I certain think hours. This is this the week. is an easy story that anyone I, I cannot relate to it, and I think most Americans look at this and cannot relate to whatever is happening here because he is off for a big chunk of the year. It is the shortest of regular seasons. She married an NFL quarterback, but I also have to say. There was clearly some sort of blood oath between them. Oh, that yeah. he had two years in Tampa. That's, yeah. Yes. So that's the problem. There was he, a ticking clock. He went back on yep. his word when he said, "Okay," because she's very much into her career too, and her thing was, "All right, now you're gonna Your take some time here, and I'm gonna go model more in Europe or do this and that." And then when he did not do that, it's it's all led to this. But no, I I, I also look at it and think. This is this is not regular seasonal people work. stuff. It's seasonal. This work. is not normal everyday regular no. husband wife kids. This is the royal. I'm pretty sure the royal they, family. You know, I'm pretty sure they probably have nannies. I, I don't <laughs> in my house. Like if 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 me or my wife's not there to take the kid to tap dance class, no one's doing it. The kid's missing tap dance. I think the Brady Giselle relationship probably has a route to get their kids to tap dance. If needed. So, again, I'm not one to comment on this because I'm a normal person and they're not normal people. Oh. So, who knows? It's It's been fascinating to watch from afar, though, the reaction to it. Now now I'm curious to see how he plays the rest of the year. It's it's To me, the different response, even from women I will talk to about this. We were having a meeting here at 6th and Peabody, and this topic came up, and there were some women who worked here who their response was very different than the response I would expect. Yeah. Was very much... What did they say? She married Tom Brady. What's what's the problem? Like, did she not know she was marrying an NFL player? It's football season. Well, I what, think what's you her hit, problem? I, I think you hit on it. There was, the a, de- yeah. there was a deadline. There, uh, Absolutely. There was a, okay, you can go do this with another team, but in two years, we're going to call it quits. And also, I know Giselle in the interview... When Giselle did the interview, he was retired. I think she did it over those 40 days. Oh, okay. And there was talk about... It took that long to There's get out. also a physical danger to playing the sport that I don't want to deal with watching anymore with my husband was, was a big part of the, the issue with her and then him coming back. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, there are... Uh, and that's why you come to the show, to get the best plenty of- possible <laughs> analysis of the Giselle Brady split. did quite a split. job. Plenty of on-field storylines we'll get to with John McClain. Uh, the, the best hit of the night came from Bobby Wagner last night with the uh, the man on the field, a streaker. He's wearing clothes, um, shorts. A clothes, so, a clothes streaker. Is, yeah. it streaking, is it streaking if there's no if there's clothes involved? Well, I thought I mean, about this whole time. That that's how I describe it, too. Someone streaking across the yeah, field. But here comes Bobby Wagner even if they're and clothed. just waylays this guy. Yeah. Bam. Bobby, Bobby Wagner had enough. Shoulder pad. Was, was this a gender reveal? Yeah, so he's got the pink smoke running with, with him, like a, one of those smoke bombs. Yeah. And this has been on the field earlier in the season at a different game. They were throwing some of these. And one of the players, um, I think it was the Thursday night football game, uh, the season opener with Rams and Bills, 
and the players picked up those uh, smoke bombs or whatever they're called and chucked them to the end zone because they landed at like the 40-yard line. I, I haven't like, read as, up as on the, this because, guys were huddling. because I try, as the networks do, to not give a lot of credence to the person running on the field. But you think it was someone but revealing? But I think it's a gender reveal. Yeah, it's, it's kind of sweet. <laughs> Is what I thought. I'm thinking if this was the way to. It's a girl. To, I'm going to tell my family that it's a girl, and I'm going to do so by storming the field at the 49ers Rams Monday Night Football game. Listen, I think that's kind of sweet. This is a brilliant cottage industry for uh, Kevin Harlan. I mean, he's just terrific. Oh, at these. he's the best. Peyton and Eli were great last night, calling it play by play. Also, when it was going down, then breaking down the film of Bobby Wagner's hit on him. It was it was really well done by them. I immediately, my mind now goes to when I, I hear a stoppage and the camera goes away from it, that crazy lady who glued herself to the floor yes. at the Timberwolves yes, game. Yes, I'm thinking, you oh. glue yourself to the grass. Here's PETA at it again. <laughs> uh, what animal's in danger now? What farm animal are we protecting? That's more. Once someone takes the field, that's immediately what I think. That's more NBA. Meat, meat is death. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be on the sweat the sweatshirt of this guy. That's what I was expecting. He's, he expects that, and then he goes to the kitchen and gets some more wings. <laughs> yeah. By the way, it's funny you bring up wings. We bought, I, I thought it was going to be like 15, 20 wings, 40, 45 wings from the store nice. on Sunday. Still going through those things. But it's it's a job. Like I love them? wings, but no, we're just throwing them back in the oven, reheating them. I think there's five left still. We've had three meals, Wait, when you, the entire family of wings, when you and we keep it out, coming back to it. When you guys picked it out, you thought it was a smaller package. Had my parents coming over to help watch the girls. Uh, had some Titans responsibilities right. on Sunday, so they had to be there. Angie had a work event, so I'm thinking, I'll get some wings to entertain. We'll have a collection of dips. You get multiple <laughs> dips going. We're going to no. watch the Titans game. And we all ate on those wings. And then that night, we ate more wings. <laughs> and then last night for dinner, it's like uh, Jesus feeding the 5,000 <laughs> with these wings. It's it's just wings from a grocery store. I don't know where they keep coming from. I, I ate, I felt like 10 wings in the first sitting think, out of 40, and they keep coming back. They you, won't go away. You raise a very interesting point for me, a spinoff point, if, okay. if you will. Yes, please. If Jesus was of modern times, <laughs> might he have gone wings <laughs> instead of fish and loaves? Fishes and loaves? Yes. Wings and, and celery? I think. Fish I and feed the 5,000? Yes. I think some sort of tailgating. Barbecue? Food. Chicken tenders. You know, I think tenders also could be in play and not fish. Absolutely. Something fried. I mean, he was still uh, a, a coastal person. Yeah. And the fish are... Mediterranean diet. Yeah. Crab <laughs> cakes. A lot of fish involved. A lot of Mediterranean diet Not so many with, mini, with Jesus mini chicken. Yep. You know, a, a nice lobster bisque. But what they want you to know, what they want you to remember, what they want you to remember is meat is death. Just remember that. That's what everyone wants to remember. He didn't choose meat. No. Coming up, we will head to college football, hit some headlines of the remaining unbeatens in the Power Five. That's all straight ahead. First, though, Outkick 360, excited to partner with Aurora Nutriscience. Trusted partner, keeps us mentally sharp and healthy. Aurora delivers your supplements where you need them the most, your body. You're seeing VitalifeScience.com right now. It's where you can go for more information. Our Outkick 360 season ticket holders, if you're listening, if you're viewing, you're one of them. You get a 15% discount with the code OUTKICK360. Typical pills capsules, not well absorbed. In fact, most are only absorbed in small, very small amounts. Your digestive system breaks these pills down, and then you're not benefiting from them. But here's Aurora. Unique, cutting-edge, nutritional, and absorbable supplements encapsulated in liposomes, and that ensure greater, absor greater absorption in the body's bloodstream. 
Aurora supplements absorbed in the bloodstream through the GI tract and ensuring that it's not wasted like a typical capsule or pill. Visit VitalLifeScience.com now for more info. V-I-D-A-LifeScience.com. 15% off with the code OUTKICK360 at VitalLifeScience.com. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. There are... Four unbeatens remaining in the Southeastern Conference. I'll kick 360. Rolls on from 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Uh, Georgia, Alabama, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. And, of course, Tennessee and Alabama will play, not this Saturday, but next. Ole Miss continues to have their gauntlet of a schedule. They have Vandy this week. And um, they'll continue. They've got Auburn after that, I believe. Yep. Um, I'm joking about the gauntlet for those listening. And they'll, they should remain unbeaten barring some terrible play where they're turning it over and, and having costly mistakes. And, and Georgia and Alabama have, have looked human at times this year. And Alabama's got their backup quarterback going. And, and Georgia's defense is you know, allowing yards and, and some points, which is different than a year ago. Um, I'm intrigued to see which which team makes it out because I think we can it's, all point to reasons as to why all four not only can lose, but can lose sooner rather than later based on the upcoming schedule. So based on Vegas, Tennessee is by far the most likely team to leave the ranks of the unbeaten this Saturday. As a three-and-a-half, four-point favorite last I checked at LSU because Ole Miss is a huge favorite at Vandy. Georgia is a gigantic favorite over Auburn. Bama is a sizable favorite at home against Texas A&M, and that's it. So th- those are the, the remaining unbeaten teams. So fan, yeah. Tennessee <clears throat> most – I'm not saying likely because they're a slight road favorite, but if it's going to happen, that would be the least surprising thing to happen this As weekend. As we said, in their favor that LSU. it's an early game, Bama in no way in hell is losing – a second year in a row to A&M with it being at home and with A&M's offensive struggles. You guys know I've grown to hate A&M this year, but their offense uh, and the quarterbacking is just uh, – it's not, it's not going to spring it up to yeah, his second it's, it's year outdated. in a row. Let me, it's outdated. Uh, You're right. Let me throw this one caveat into that prediction. Texas A&M's very good against the run. Bama's a running team now with Bryce Young probably out. And going to a running quarterback. They'll run well enough. They, they, I think they're going to be fine, but I thought they were going to be just fine a year ago in College Station, too, after AM had two losses. And the spread was about the same. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that they, there's a scenario where AM can muck it up defensively enough to make this an ugly game. Was the spread about 22 points last year? You remember that? The morning of the game where we had Billy Lucci on? Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I want to say it was 17, but it, it was more like I, in the high teens. If, maybe it opened that way. I, I remember being in the 20s. I, it's 23 and a half right now, and that's with the uncertainty at quarterback. So, Yeah, I, 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 look, I think Bama's going to – they're not going to have any problems staying unbeaten before they head to Knoxville the following week. I, I just think that 
A&M's got a really good defense. So they're going to – they weren't good last week, granted, against Mississippi State, but maybe there's a way this thing is ugly. Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State are unbeaten in the Big Ten. Um, and we're going to see Penn State take on some of these teams coming up. And we also get, um, of course, Ohio State and Michigan at the end of the year, which can't wait to watch that game. Um, Buckeyes are really good. Defensively, uh, huge step up with Jim Knowles calling plays. And then C.J. Stroud, they've got top running backs, top receiver, top quarterback. Uh, they, they should remain unbeaten. And I would put them ahead personally I, of, of where I would go with either Georgia or Alabama. Um, because I, even though Ohio State's not playing nearly as tough of a schedule, just based on conference alone, I think they have more elite talent at crucial positions than the other two. And either, even though Stetson Bennett's playing elite, C.J. Stroud is C.J. Stroud, and Bryce Young's hurt. I know they're one through four now, and I'm not just saying this because it's what I predicted in the preseason, but I'm really even more so liking the chances of an all-Big Ten SEC college football playoff with Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State. A lot of weird things have to happen for that to yeah. take place. Uh, notably, you know, one team's got to win the Big Ten while losing the one. You can't have more, you know, two losses or more, obviously. But I, I still could see that happening. Penn State has a week off, so nothing's happening to them. But then they go to Michigan and things start to get difficult. Clemson and Syracuse in the ACC and the Tigers – uh, defensively stout, and they've taken out uh, now what we've seen from Wake Forest and NC State, two opponents where both of those schools had that game circled uh, after last year's game. Uh, NC State beat them um, this year. Clemson takes them out. It was a 10-point game, but it wasn't that close. And uh, Clemson's back to being extremely good in the trenches. It's hard finding a loss now for me for Clemson. At BC, at Florida State, Syracuse, at Notre Dame, maybe. Louisville, Miami, South Carolina. Meanwhile, Syracuse, it's not hard finding losses at all. North Carolina State, at Clemson, Notre Dame, at Pitt, Florida State, at Wake. You can find four losses there They're, pretty easily. But, I mean, they get another, they get a bye week, so Syracuse gets to stay unbeaten for at least another weekend. And then it's a huge game when they host NC State. Big. I mean, that, you, you, we talk about if Tennessee could go to LSU and win, that sets up undefeated Tennessee, undefeated Alabama, both in the top five in mid-October. Think about Syracuse beating NC State and then having unbeaten Syracuse, unbeaten Clemson, Clemson. for the ACC in late October. That would be cool. Yeah. A lot of orange in that game. Yes. Where is that game? At Clemson. I was going to bring up game day. We may see game day up in, with the orange, but... I gotta find. I gotta find the list now because game day is in Lawrence, Kansas, this weekend for the first time ever for Man, Kansas's game. Five other schools. Well, I remember I brought this schools. up one time on the show. There, I think there's three or four others. The FBS Power Five teams never to host game day. I, I know Rutgers Cal, is one of them. Cal, maybe Rutgers in the list. Boston Duke, College. Did Duke, you say them? I, I, I maybe Boston Syracuse College. Syracuse is one. Yeah, I think Syracuse was one of them also. So I know Duke, Syracuse, Cal for sure. Maybe Rutgers. Rutgers. I'll, fi I'll find the list. In the Big 12, Oklahoma State, TCU, and Kansas. And, of course, Jim Knowles now with Ohio State. Oklahoma State still stout on defense. Um, and they, they can put up the points as well. So I'm, I'm rolling with them in the Big 12. Um, about Kansas, though. 
Chad, we went through their schedule last week. They have a bit of a gauntlet coming up. They got past Iowa State, but they're getting into the heart of the the Big Twelve. Do you have it there, Paul? I don't. I don't have Kansas's. I have Oklahoma State's. Yeah, pull up Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State has Texas Tech at TCU, Texas at Mm. Kansas State, at Kansas, Iowa State, Oklahoma, West Virginia. Big 12 is sneaky good. When you look at all these remaining schedules, these teams, there's tough games left. Kansas does not have a gimme game left on the schedule. There's some some good teams, one through five or six in in the Big 12. So you mentioned this week you've got Lawrence, Kansas hosting – um, Kansas and TCU. That is on game day. That's the game day stop. That's an early kickoff, 11 a.m. And um, it's two of the unbeaten. So there will be down to two unbeaten teams. Um, Kansas goes on the road to Oklahoma the following week, which looks more winnable now than what it did a week ago. It does. Kansas will then go back uh, south. They'll go to Baylor. And then they host Oklahoma State. So they are getting two of the other unbeaten's uh, two of the next four weeks for the Jayhawks. Seven Power Five schools never to host game day now that Kansas got one. By the way, Kansas was featured on game day in 2007 against Missouri, but that game was at Arrowhead Stadium at the end of the year. That was one versus two. I believe two unbeaten teams at the end of the year in that game. Cal, Duke, Illinois, Maryland, Rutgers, Syracuse, Virginia. No love for the Northeast. With some of those, with Maryland, Rutgers, Syracuse, and Virginia, surprise me. I'm kind Never of surprised college that there's some uh, nice campuses there with Duke and Virginia. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised the Donovan McNabb era didn't host game day. Yeah, me too. Keith Bullock. Yeah. When you get Keith KB. on the horn and find out what happened there, KB. come on, come on, Keith. Um, saw him and he's give him doing grief about it Sunday night. The let's see, Pac-12, USC, UCLA. I'm I'm shocked by UCLA. You know what, though? The perception of UCLA, I base on the games I've tuned in where they have no one there to see them. Like, no one's in the crowd. So you're like, I, I oh, think, this, this, you know, what's Chip Kelly doing? This is awful. Um, and they're, they're routing their opponents. And the games I've been watching are, I mean, they're not great opponents. I mean, you would have to twist my arm to take me to a game like that, um, that where I have no rooting interest. Well, how quickly we went from, boy, UCLA's going to be a player now they hired Chip Kelly. They won the Chip Kelly sweepstakes. Yeah. He's going to Southern California. They're going to be great. And they're having a great year right now. But we went from that to UCLA is broke. UCLA has no fans. Whoever wants to go to the Rose Bowl and watch a game because right. it's off camp. I mean, it's weird how the perception of that program changed. But here are the Bruins undefeated right now. After they're only a big going, and they're only going to the other down thing was they're only going uh, you know, to the new conference as, as USC's buddy. Yeah. Too. Because it's convenient well, and travel for the, and for the paycheck. They were getting a, a, basically a bailout from the Big Ten. So they're, they have um, they have Utah this week. They're hosting Utah. And that'll be interesting. That's a 2.30 local time, 3.30 Eastern kickoff. They will Games then. on Fox. And then they will then go to Oregon in back to back weeks. And Oregon looks better than what we well, saw. Well, they have a week off. On the, uh, so the national. Oh, yes. Okay. This is the tough part of their schedule, but they do have a week in between. They get Utah off, and then they're, they go to Oregon. And then uh, USC, Chad, do you have that one? I just, I'm curious, is it stacked to where... Here we go. They're, I've got USC if you Washington if you'd like State, to, yeah. then Utah in back-to-back. So this week, Washington State, then they're traveling to Utah to face the Utes. Boy, they got an easy. Yes, they have an easy run after that, though. They're by, 
their bye week's October 22nd. They got at Arizona, Cal at home, Colorado the following three weeks before going to UCLA and playing Utah, not in this undefeated mix, but a chance here oh, in yeah. consecutive weeks to make up for the Florida game and take well, over. Everyone said, Pac-12. even though they lost to Florida, they'll be fine in the Pac-12. They'll be fine. Well, this is the way to be fine. you got two weeks. You beat USC, and, and you're fine. Yeah. you got one non-conference loss, and that's it, and you're looking good. Um, the other, just in the the – uh, FBS, uh, two of two others in the Sun Belt, Coastal Carolina and James Madison. And I watched James Madison. You're a Madison guy. Boat race, Middle Tennessee in week one. And then they beat Appalachian State yeah. on the road. Yeah, and I, I mentioned going into that game. I was like, do not take them lightly. And I think App State got up big, and then Matt, James Madison came back and, uh, and stormed them and ended up winning that game. That's the way you come into it. Um, let's, it's into just a bummer. It's a bummer for the Sun Belt that yeah. – James Madison could go undefeated. They could be in a New Year's Six game Except with the format, can't. but now they're not but, eligible right. in year one. They, they're not eligible for the conference championship or a bowl game. Which is dumb. Yeah, yes. They're in the conference. Right? I, I do not understand. That's a great point. Probationary periods for Entry people periods. to join something is weird to me. You're either in the conference or you're not. There's no probationary easing in for Texas and Oklahoma. When they join the SEC, they will be eligible for an SEC championship in year one. That's the way it should be if you allow someone into your league. I hate moving a, a program moving up and then, oh, but you're not eligible. This is, we're just going to allow you in this year and feel things out. You know, you get your feet wet in this great Sun Belt, and they're going to come in and storm the Sun Belt well, and win it all. I feel like most of the time it would be moot, right? Most of the time that team coming up would never have a chance of winning the conference or being – uh, you know, eligible for a bowl anybody would give a damn about. So here's an occasion where somebody actually is going to do it. Why should it be punished? They're going to meet uh, the final game of the season, by the way, Coastal Carolina and James Madison, November 26th. I hope both are unbeaten by then because okay. Coastal will host Appalachian State about a month before them when they play James Madison to end the season. And so to Chad's point, I mean, if you – You've got James Madison, who is, if they go unbeaten and who they've won against, like they could end up with a, a top bowl. But Coastal Carolina is in the same boat and they could actually go. Prediction time. This is Jamie Chadwell's last year at Coastal Carolina. This is the year he moves up. For it, the SEC? It feels like What's he was he always a, a year away. I think this is the year that he's going to get another job. It might, it might be Colorado. Oh. I'm just saying he's going to take a step up somewhere. To a Power 5 conference. Let's wish him something better in Colorado. Well, he's been mentioned for better recently. Yeah. But yet he's he's not – he's interviewing, but he's not landing the jobs or he's not getting the offer that he wants and the – I guess the staff and he the money. He was legit so for Vandy, back. right? He was mentioned. He was interviewed. I mean, we know Clark Lee was yeah. the, the favorite, but he was legitimately in there. Well, Will Healy, who's a buddy of ours at Charlotte, was in the mix at Vandy big time. Mm -hmm. When they hired Clark Lee, he may have finished second. I know Charles Huff was also a guy that was interviewed, and he's doing great at Marshall. He's the head coach at Marshall who beat Notre Dame this Mm -hmm. year. Um, Will Healy, though, is about to lose his job at Charlotte, possibly, with the season they're having and the trajectory they're on. So he may have to go the assistant coaching route here soon. Coming up, we'll get back into a story we were hitting yesterday, which is uh, the SMU players uh, preserving their redshirt year uh, and only wanting to play in four games. 
We will hit that. And then in 15 minutes, John McClain will join us on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. So if you notice there, I mean, people are really debating this SMU situation and how far it could lead across the college football and really, I mean, sports landscape as you begin to hit the, the deadline or you go above the threshold of how much to play without losing your year of eligibility. Outkick 360 rolls on. So they've got a handful of players who are threatening to do this, sit out. Uh, quit and not not play, so, and then transfer after the season, and then you know bolt in the portal, and still have their freshman year or of all four years of eligibility left. So the the story I read that I think the Dallas Morning News was the first uh, outlet to report this. There were four names mentioned, four actual players, and they said more could follow or more could be involved in this uh, as well. This is this is not this is really bad. Yeah, I mean, this is really, really bad. Everything that I and a lot of other people said when you start opening everything up was, okay, that's great, player autonomy, they get to move like coaches get to move, and people make money, and yada, yada. Okay, but here are the possible downfalls of this. Well, players could, oh, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Now, now, it's one place right now that we know about it happening, so maybe it doesn't spread like wildfire. But what is to stop anyone from getting four games into a season, not having the season you wanted, like SMU's having right now, with a new coach, and just deciding, I'm out. I want to go somewhere else. Not happy. Don't care to continue playing on this team that's not winning the way I thought we were going to win. So deal with it, program. Deal with it, coach. Deal with it, school. I'm not going to play. I'm picturing guys uh, sitting around the athletic dorm at, you know, X state hearing about this story on Twitter and thinking, you know, things ain't going great here. You know, they did this Monday. Here it is Wednesday. We've got a couple days before well, game five yeah. to do this ourselves. Well, and how and these are major contributors, at least, at least two three of them, at them, least, yeah. you know, one's got 17 starts. One was the number one recruit from their 2021 class. You know, it's not enough to undo the program. If they got some more guys, though, you know, if 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 you if you rally it, you know, are they recruiters? Do they want to undo it's the program, just, it, or are they just out for themselves? They're all different degrees of this, totally, right? And it's maybe totally this, against the spirit. These guys of, don't undo their program, but some other program, the kind of kids I'm talking around sitting around, want to undo their program, want to undo their coach. It, it's it's totally just against the spirit of of everything, you know that that this rule was made for and looking out for student athletes and everything else. Now, let me also say this, because we didn't spend a lot of time on this story, 
But those Arizona State coaches, they should fire the entire staff because just to find the mole that was giving information about game plans to opposing coaches to get Herm Edwards fired. Because those guys recruited those players to come play for them and put them in danger, in jeopardy, to lose games intentionally because they didn't like the head coach. That is BS. And I would clean house with everyone immediately. I would have scabs come in and coach the team that cared more about them and hire high school coaches to do it. But separate of that, it's a small world now. Everyone can get on Instagram or Twitter Messenger and hit up that coach that recruited them at another program and say, you still looking for a four-star wide receiver? Because I'm not happy at SMU. Should I shut it down after this fourth game so I can come play for you right away? um, And you can get word out a number of different ways if you don't want that digital trail if you're a coach. The only issue I have with that argument is – SMU can do the and is doing the exact same thing. And Lastly, that, did it in 2019 when they had 10 wins. I, this is not about SMU and feeling bad for SMU. This is me feeling bad for the sport because it's bad if SMU's doing it. It's bad if another program's doing it. It's bad when other programs are taking those players and telling them to only play four games and quit on their current team to go there. It's bad all around. Well, it's a shame that the the mere idea of a gentleman's agreement is laughable. That, that you would, because there's no rule restricting it or anything, would just universally say amongst coaches, if a kid does this to you, I'm, I'm not going to take him. I'm not going to take somebody that leaves under this kind of circumstance if he doesn't play out his obligation to you this year and then leave. But there's no honor amongst college football coaches because no. the guy who's going to take him says, yeah, right. I, I got one year fired. to prove it or I'm getting fired. Yeah. Or I'm building a program and I need to win. Yeah. To get my fan base behind me. I mean, there's always going to be an excuse to take those guys from Coming any other up, program. Headlines across the NFL. Kenny Pickett's officially the starter in Pittsburgh. We'll recap Monday Night Football and look ahead to some of the best matchups this coming week. Outkick 360 rolls on. <laughs>